Problems are not the problem. Coping is the problem. Virginia Satir. Welcome to Self Talk. I'm Rachel Astarte. Today we're going to talk about problems, which we all have at some point in our life. And sometimes those problems are concrete, things that we can actually name, like we are having a, a, an issue with our relationship or some kind of a confrontation with a family member. Sometimes our problems are more subtle. They're just feelings that we carry with us or even feelings that we identify with, like anger or jealousy or lust or resentment or low self-esteem, selfishness, narcissistic wounds. And sometimes these concrete and subtle problems actually overlap. So our issue with a family member leads to feelings of resentment or anger, etc. And what we take away from that really is that it just ultimately feels like these are broken parts of us that need to be healed. So what do we do? We do everything we can to heal those broken parts. We do yoga, see a therapist, read books on whatever subject we're grappling with, or watch a bunch of really hopeful TED Talks about stepping into your power. But after a while, we begin to realize, okay, this still isn't working. I'm still depressed, and I'm, or I'm anxious. You know, maybe just lost interest in things we used to enjoy, like sex or having fun with friends. Maybe we even begin to act out in other ways, binging on food or chemical substances or even television or social media. And after this cycle goes on for a while, it begins to be a little bit frightening because you're telling yourself, look, I'm trying really hard here to be a good human being. What does the universe want from me? All of this trying, these thoughts that loop in your head and the, the more you try to better yourself and work through your problems leaves you just feeling exhausted. And that makes sense because look at all this energy that you're expending, just trying and trying and then assessing whether or not the trying is working. And then you start to feel guilty that you even have these feelings. Like your life isn't really that bad. Couple of issues here or there, but why can't I get past them? What's wrong with me? What's wrong? And that's a really scary feeling. It makes you almost feel as though you've strayed off that path of happiness. And trying to find your way back seems impossible, especially since it might feel like you've already tried everything and nothing is working. So it's very isolating and scary. Well, here's the good news. You are never off the path, the path to your own personal happiness. This is the path. The path itself, or that life that we live of journeying and awakening and, and learning what we need to learn, is always with us. We're always on the path. So whatever we're going through is exactly what we need to learn at this time. I want to say that again. Whatever we're going through is what we need to learn right now. So if we can stop battling with parts of ourselves that aren't functioning the way we would like them to, we can finally see that our problems are actually there to help us. And I'll explain what that means. Our problems are blessings pointing us in the direction of wellness. So when we look at our problems 
with love and without judgment, and we honor our steps along the path and continue walking it, these problems become beacons that guide us to that goal of being our highest self. And let me show you how that works. So we're going to try an exercise. And you can do this now or you can do this later. But just think about one troubling issue that's surfacing for you right now. What is it that's bringing you down in your life? And just sit with it without judgment and ask, what does this problem want to teach me about myself? What part of my life is lacking love such that this problem even had a chance to develop? So what the problem really is, is a warning signal asking you to self-regulate. And what does that mean? That means that your problem is essentially trying to help you. Something is off balance and the problem is letting you know so you can return to your natural state of being your highest self. And I'll give you an example of what that looks like. So you're depressed and maybe you don't know why. You've just been feeling down for the last week or month or whatever. So you sit down with this depression and you ask it, hey, what's going on? And of course, depression being depression will kind of mumble and tell you, man, take a hike. Nothing's worth it. Well, that can't be true. So let's look at when this feeling all started, this feeling of depression. And it turns out, as you think about it, that you're really angry about something that someone said to you or did to you. Again, it could be a parent or a friend or a partner or a colleague, but something that you're really, really upset about. And you're just fuming. How dare they do this thing or say this thing? And you're so upset that it actually was ruining your day at the time and the next. And pretty soon you're avoiding that person. And soon after that, the anger kind of turns on itself and becomes depression. So now you're depressed. But it doesn't stop there. This exercise doesn't stop there. So knowing what the source is is great. Okay, someone upset me. And now I realize, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I held all this inside me and now I'm depressed. But now we need to ask that depression what it wants you to know. What does the depression want to teach you about yourself? Well, we can see that it wants you to know that you deserve better treatment, right? That's why you got upset in the first place. But isn't that an interesting paradox? When we're depressed, we often think we're worthless. We're down. But in fact, depression is actually telling us in many cases that something is just off in paradise and we're upset. Because we know that something's wrong, that means necessarily that there is a right feeling. And that is living as your highest self. But that's a side issue. So let's get back to the exercise. So depression wants you to know that you deserve better. And that it hurts to be hurt. It really hurts inside. And that's all you need to know. So you say, depression, what do you want me to know? Well, I'm really, really angry and I feel very wounded and this person really, really hurt me and I don't like this feeling and it's making me question everything about myself, about what's important in the world. Okay, now you're listening. And that's all you need to do. Depression wants you to know you deserve better and that it hurts to be hurt. That's all you need to do. Listen. 
You don't have to fix the issue. Just listen the way you would listen to a friend. Now, of course, many of us realize we can't control what other people do to us, but we can control how we react. You can speak to the offending party and say, hey, I didn't like how that felt, and you should definitely do that if this is a relationship worth keeping. But ultimately, you are responsible for the feelings that you have. And once you really listen and hold space for those feelings, when you drop down into them, not shove them aside, not try to get rid of them or let them go, but actually drop down into them and honor them, they, much like every other human being in the world, will feel satisfied because that feeling has been heard and supported by you. This is a way to balance yourself by listening, by not avoiding what you're feeling. Even if the issue can't be fixed, that emotion has had a chance to be heard by you, by the highest self. So slowly, it will cease to need attention. You don't have to consciously release it. It will move out on its own. Whatever difficult emotions or problems you work on in yourself, always do it with love. That's really important. Any disgust or hatred or rejection or repression of difficult parts of ourselves are basically spiritual boomerangs. They will most assuredly come back, landing somewhere deep in your shadow bag or the long bag we drag behind us, as Robert Bly refers to in his book, A Little Book on the Human Shadow. The shadow is just those parts of ourselves that are hidden and repressed. We're going to talk about that in the next episode, so I won't go too much into that here. But what's really important for you to understand is that you have a self-regulating system and your problems are asking you simply to self-regulate. There's no need to identify with those problems. They are not you. You are not your problems. They are like a fever that lets us know we have an infection. You treat the infection and the fever will go down. So the more you are able to sit with your pain or sit with your difficult feelings, and accept them without judgment, and listen to what story they're trying to tell you. The more you honor them, the more they relax. And what's the point of doing all this? Well, we are already our highest self. The universe has your back. It proves this in the only way it knows how, which is by using your most intimate language, the one you speak to yourself, through your thoughts and your feelings, and the feelings in your body. All of them are connected. So greet whatever you encounter on your path, difficult or not, as, in a way, your own divinely chosen personal guru. I would love to hear your stories about this exercise. How is it working for you? What insights have you arrived to by trying this exercise? You can email me at rachel at selftalkpodcast.com. Until then, many blessings on your path. I'm Rachel Astarte, and thank you for joining me on Self Talk. Aho.